The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is... What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bad With Names. I'm your host, Don Will, and I think my hangover's just about gone. Um, it's been a really, really, really rough Monday. Uh, but I made it. I survived. It's 6.30 right now. 6.30 p.m., not a.m. Um, at 6.30 a.m., I was waking up to take aspirin and drink water and wonder why the fuck I have jobs that enable me to drink as much as I like to for free. But we made it. We made it all the way to, to um, non-headacheville. Uh, that's not a real place. But, yeah, man. You'll notice this week there's no guest again. You're probably wondering what's up with the podcast and the guests and the effort that I'm putting forth into this podcast. I'm putting a lot of effort forth into it. It's just sometimes I have to do other things with my week other than sit down with people and have conversations and record them and try to link up. And I'm trying to find a studio space to do this in to make it a lot easier to coordinate these things. But, you know, in due time, I guess. So you're stuck with me this week. The guest from last week was supposed to be Twilight Tone, uh, you know, Comet's musical director, also one of the producers of um, his couple first albums. He was a producer, vocalist on those albums. But he got sick, so he couldn't do it. And hope he's feeling better. And I'll try to get him on the next episode, maybe this Sunday this drops. <laughs> if there's an episode this Sunday. No, there'll be an episode this Sunday. No, but for real, for real, for real. Like... Just to explain to you how hectic the last few days were, um, I need to look to my switch to my calendar to look at this. But all right, so last week I was in the Bay. I got back from San Francisco on Sunday, the Sunday that uh, Sunday the twenty fifth, whatever. Get back, boom. Go straight from the airport to work, uh, my DJ gig at Friends and Lovers Pizza Party. Boom, do that. Get home maybe two in the morning. Then wake up, go about my normal day, my normal life. I have I have four days worth of backlogged work to do, and that was Monday. I, I smashed in like a quick episode of Bad With Names, just to let you guys know what was going on with me, you know what I'm saying, and, and that there would be a podcast. I almost didn't do it, but I just felt so bad not doing it, you know what I'm saying? So that's what happened that that with that episode, and then for the rest of the week, I went to Maryland, to, I went to see my daughter on Thursday, so that leaves Tuesday and Wednesday being the only days that I could have possibly recorded the podcast, got a guest. But that Wednesday, I also had a DJ gig right before I flew out on uh, the next day. So that leaves me with roughly just Tuesday. And on Tuesday, I think I was just taking care of my life, like things I had to get done or whatever, like, you know, whatever. So needless to say, needless to say, it's been a very busy couple of days, you know, because when I'm out there in Virginia, I'm devoting all of my time and attention to my daughter. I don't get to see her a lot. And when I do see her, I like to make sure that, you know, 
I'm there. I'm not on my phone. I'm not doing all kinds of other shit. I'm hanging out with the most important person in the world next to my mom and you, the listeners, because I do serve you guys, apparently. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so that's what's up. Uh, hopefully, I can get the Twilight Tone episode recorded soon. I got a couple other people I want to get uh, trying to track down Nori Davis, get some time in with him. Because I'm really interested in his story and things. And I got a whole list of people. So we'll see. But for today, you got me. I'm sorry if that dis- if that's disappointing. Whatever. Um, deal with it. Yeah, and this week is pretty busy. I'm, I'll be stationary. I'll be in Brooklyn. But uh, we got to start mapping out these the set list and rehearse for these shows we have coming up. We'll be in Philly at Kung Fu Necktie on February the 8th. Then on February the 11th, we're in Boston at the Middle East upstairs. And then on February 14th, otherwise known as Valentine's Day, we'll be in Albany at Ship's Pub. So, you know, me and Vaughn have been going over the set list and we got to figure out time to rehearse. It's a lot. It's a lot. But... I'm thankful. I'm grateful. You know, got to get on the road. And then after that, in March, we've got a slew of dates coming up. Like this is we're pretty much mapping our way out, making our way out to South by Southwest. But, you know, we're going to be in Cali, Arizona, New Mexico, Texas, Oklahoma City, Colorado Springs, Portland, back to California. We it's a month. It's a month. I don't like being gone for a month. I don't like leaving my apartment for a full day and not coming home to just sit down for a second. So imagine a month of just not sitting down for a second. Can be a bit brutal, but it can also be pretty damn sweet. Some of those dates and some of those cities that I mentioned may or may not happen. That's why I'm that's why I'm not, you know, telling you what is. I guess I can tell you guys which ones are actually a go. Um we'll definitely be in Los Angeles. We will be in Pahonix, probably Flagstaff, probably Santa Fe, Austin, definitely for South by Southwest. Houston, finally coming to do you. <laughs> Oklahoma City, maybe. Colorado Springs is a... Yeah, we'll be there. Uh, Boise. Yep. We'll be in Portland. Maybe Eugene. We'll be in Sacramento, San Jose, San Francisco, and Oakland. <sighs> um, Yeah. And possibly France directly after. Possibly. I don't know if it's going to happen because the date is in conflict with the, with the tail end of that run I just told you about. But you never know. You never know where we'll pop up at, and we'll be touring a lot this year in anticipation of You Get What You Pay For, which is our new album. And we're trying to finish it up right now. We just... We're trying to wrap up one track, man. It's basically like... (laughs) It's like the You Got Me. You know what I'm saying? Like the root story about You Got Me, how I had a million different singers on it. This song has basically had figuratively like three singers on it, and none of them could do it, you know, so we, I think we found one that can do it. Um, the last conversation I had, we had about it was with Eric Roberson, and he, he can't do it, um, which is sad because I really want to work with Eric. But 
you know, until we have the feature locked down, I won't tell you who's going to actually do it. I'll just tell you that in my mind, I saw Music Soul Child doing it. It was supposed to be Music Soul Child, but he's the hustle now, right? I don't think he's even, I don't know what the fuck's up with that guy. No disrespect. Um, yeah, so it's just a bunch of preparation for tour, man, and that's going to be my week. And I'm going to try to squeeze in an interview with somebody other than myself. Maybe it'll be another Don Will Von P episode. You guys tend to like those, right? Like the Tanya Morgan episodes? I think those get a good reception. A good response, rather. I'm sorry about that. Now, historically, when we've dropped Tanya Morgan albums is when I feel the most energized to do solo stuff because I'm coming off of, you know, this musical high. I have ideas that may not have worked for the album. I have beats. I have it's a lot of shit. Um, and then wrapping up this album is no different. Like, I have a project in mind that I want to work on. And when we did Brooklyn Addy, it was Don Cusack. When we did Rubber Souls, it was Don Speaks. Like, there's always these albums that happen right around the time of a Tanya Morgan album for me because a lot of times I just, I turn in my verses and then I just sit and wait. You know, like, it's, it's a whole thing about, I don't know, like, when you're in this creative space and you, you just have to wait to hear your album. It's not like I can... Like, Vaughn is the one that does most of the post-production into mixing. And, you know, um, it, it leaves me in a sort of, like, malaise. Like, I don't know what to do with myself creatively. So I start making these records. And then I don't want the records to get old, so I want to put them out. And they tend to collide with Tanya Morgan projects. But this year it won't be like that. I don't think so. Um, I'm trying to figure out how to deliver my new music to people. And I've been looking at, like, Patreon, which is sort of like a Kickstarter that never ends. It's just like a thing where, you know, the listener or the fan or the supporter subscribes to the artist and gives them, like, uh, a, however they want a month. And the artist delivers in the form of content. If that's a TV series, songs, visual art, podcasts apps whatever the fuck the artist has to give and share on a monthly basis he gives it and the the consumer is satisfied because their little two or three dollars a month on entertainment is coming back in the form of like an actual relationship to the person that's making the content my only problem with shit like this though is i think patreon is kind of different but like with kickstarter like, you'll see somebody do a Kickstarter for a music video, but they have to shoot a fucking video. Like, you're making a video to make a video. Like, I don't, I don't see the logic in it, and I also don't understand how people see you shooting a video. Like, oh, I'm going to give you some more money to shoot another fucking video when you could have just used the video person or videographer that you did for this Kickstarter to shoot a fucking music video. Whatever. But... I'm really considering doing Patreon, and there are a couple other ones that I've been looking at in terms of uh, delivering content. I just want to make sure I got people on board. I probably will do a traditional, you know what I'm saying, album release something. I want to give, I want to give Hypnot a record uh, for fourth quarter or third quarter or whatever quarter. Whenever it doesn't interfere with the Tanya Morgan record, that was the problem with Don Speaks. Don Speaks was supposed to be out. Supposed to be out late. 2012 I think but the label who was putting out Rubber Souls 
shout out to Josh and Ariel. They suggested that I may not want to. They, I think the distributor or somebody was just saying it wasn't a good idea to put out an album, a solo album so close to the release of the the group album. And I'm just like, man, this it's the age of clutter, yo. Like people are people don't even fucking know about um, Don Speaks or Rubber Soul. Like somebody, it, it's it, you kind of need to create your own like noise, otherwise, you know, you just kind of pissing your art away. I think anyway. Who knows? I don't have the answers, but I thought that was a good idea. They didn't really think it was a good idea, so. I had to push Don Speaks back until long after Rubber Souls. Um, but it did give me an opportunity to like add some songs to it. I haven't shot videos yet, but we're going to do physicals with Hypnot, so I'll probably be getting some videos shot soon to drop from that. But again, like you know, it's that thing of I don't want to collide with anything Tanya Morgan related. So like can I really put out Don Speaks videos? I don't know. I think I think that it can all live, and I don't think Vaughn minds when I do that kind of stuff. I know that when I put out Don Cusack, I think I did that too close to Brooklynati, but you know, whatever. All I know is that when I'm have this surge of creativity, I have to I have to call it. I have to I have to I have to answer the call on me. You know what I'm saying? I can't just let my creativity go unfulfilled, if you will. So. I've been working on a project, uh, loosely formulating the songs. I got two. I think I want to do two EPs or like do like one EP and break up the other release as like a you know. I don't know. I'm still. I'm still. I, I think I'm gonna just do music first this time instead of thinking about everything involving the music. I do have a couple ideas of how I want it to look and how I want it to feel and how I want to like do this release. But I have this bad habit. <laughs> Of like saying album titles or saying what I'm working on and you know letting it kind of fizzle out and the few people who are anticipating it or hype about it are just like oh man what happened to that album I think I've discussed this on the podcast before if you listen but if you haven't heard it yeah like sometimes just discussing the idea for me is as good as actually completing the idea so if I tell you the name of my album is 2am ramen and you're like, that's a cold-ass name, dog. It's the same effect as me putting out the album and you saying, that's a cold-ass name. So, you know, I'm going to get a little bit better about actually making stuff. And hopefully people who aren't good about it will get a little bit better about consuming and being informed and aware and helping support. You know, that's why I was interested in Patreon, because I wanted to figure out a way to monetize the content that I'm making as opposed to being, you know, so so heavily like obligated to do things for free it's hard it's really hard to have a high level of output high level of quality and do it all for free um i'm not asking for a million dollars but something would be nice because trust me as a guy without a job living in brooklyn i could use all the coins i can get but, yeah, man, it's just, I don't know. The other thing is that I want to upgrade to Logic. And that kind of affected this week's episode, too, is that I need to upgrade my whole operating system. And I plan to do that. I have the new Logic. Um, and I'm hoping that that doesn't fuck up my flow. 
like learning a new program but i just can't i can't deal with this version it keeps crashing um and i don't really like it's 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 a it's not even a full version of logic that i have so i can't do certain things when i'm producing you know whatever you guys don't care about that but i will be updating logic soon so hopefully that doesn't interfere with what we've got going on you know what i'm saying it's not like i want to see other people i just want to make our relationship fuller you know i want to introduce some new things to our relationship now usually i don't do this but um an up-and-coming artist from Cincinnati, Ohio, and friend of mine named Ray Will just dropped the 1210 EP on SoundCloud. It's phenomenal. So dope, in fact, that I want to share one of my favorite songs with you guys. The song is named Juice, and you can find it on his SoundCloud page. SoundCloud.com slash RayWill225LVL. Of course, I'll include the link in my show description. I want you to give him a follow, give the music a listen, and support him. Check it out. Nightlife is my time for my reminiscing. I like when I write what I think is missing. I might just rewrite the book on tradition. My time is always the right here, so fuck all they feelings. Yeah, nigga, fuck all they feelings. Fuck all they feelings. Yeah, nigga, jump off the building. You fly, nigga, jump off the building. Fuck all they feelings. Fuck all they feelings. Yeah. I might just rewrite the book on tradition. My time is always the right time. Uh. I walk in this bitch. Looking like the bishop. Roof of the whip, the roof of the whip, so I can never be bishop. Still got that juice. Nigga, you can pour it, pour it. I don't backtrack, I'm no Mike Jack I will never moonwalk off my comments You don't like that? Well you don't like that But fuck that, Ray Will got to be honest A Cincinnati kid, man, set like Compton Never sleep in New York and plus I'm more independent In Austin, God dealt me the cars, I'm trying to run me in Boston Always knew I blow up, boot bag on my back, got bombs I'm using Marathon and running to Boston LVL bitch know what the boss is I gotta carry the crown and carry the crosses I gotta carry my chair for carrying the coffins It's kinda ironic every girl that I said I never get involved with the motherfucking pussy I'm lost in And now I need a woman who all thick I'm rubbing on her ass while I'm singing my songs It's like uh, my love is no love to no one Unless it is you, I marry an angel I lay in it, then I stay in it Make babies go to church, pray in it Read scripture, sing hymns, get praise in it Wanted Gabrielle but Dwayne Wade in it Needed Megan good but she said she's saving it mm. They say Ray stay winning. Nah, nigga, one in the morning, I stay sipping. Because nightlife is my time for my reminiscing. I like when I write what I think is missing. I might just rewrite the book on tradition. My time is always the right here, so fuck all they feel. Guess what, though? Something really cool finally happened. You guys started writing me letters. I'm fucking ecstatic. I've been asking you for a while now. Hit me up at bwnpodcast at gmail.com with questions, concerns, or feedback. I want to read the letters on air. Maybe get some of this advice shit popping off with my guests. It would be fun. I think it would be a cool interactive feature to the show. And you did it. So, um, I want to read a couple of those. If you guys don't mind. And I'm sure you don't. And if you do... You shouldn't fucking be listening to a free podcast that you don't like anyway. All right, let's get into the listener letters right now. This first letter comes from Josh. Josh says, Hi, Don. Big fan of the podcast and your work in general. I've had Don Speaks to you in 12 minutes at Kareem's on heavy rotation lately, and that made me realize that I never picked up rubber, the Rubber Souls album. I was looking to pick it up on vinyl for that Saturday morning listening at home and also get it digitally for when I'm out and about. I checked the Imprint 180 site, and that's not an option. Also checked Amazon, and they don't have a bundle either. Do you know if there's anywhere I can get that, get them together? 
Also, I don't know if you're still going through the construction woes, but I wanted to let you know that while construction destruction <laughs> construction is permitted on Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. with a special permit from the DOB, whatever the DOB is, no construction is permitted on Sundays unless it is one or two unless it is a one or two family home and more than 300 feet from a house of worship. While you are probably not looking to get into a fight about it with your landlord, it's good to law. Good to know laws protecting you and your peace and quiet. Thanks and keep up the good work. Well, thank you for writing, first of all. And you keep up the good work, too, because I'm sure you're doing something awesome in your community or for your family or in life. But, all right, so you want the bundle. Uh, I'll email you back and I'll connect you to the guys at Imprint 180 and they'll be able Not, not. It's not like a site order thing. You have to like get it directly from them. They won't mind. I'll send you their email address. And as far as this construction thing, so here's the deal. Here's the deal. It slowed down a little bit, but now they have to fix my radiator. Like, right now I have the radiator turned all the way down because, A, it gets really fucking hot in here. And, B, when I turn it on, it makes this really fucking loud clingy clang noise that I would do, but it just takes, like, a good 10, 15 minutes to settle down. And I wouldn't be able to, like, record the podcast because it would be clanging but what i will do is at the end of the show <laughs> i'll turn it up for you guys to hear exactly what it sounds like and what i have to sometimes sleep through um it's awful it's really fucking awful but the super dropped by my apartment today and told me he'll be replacing my radiator tomorrow morning i have to leave at noon so hopefully this nigga ain't shamming because i'm gonna be like look homeboy i got shit to do in these motherfucking streets you know what i'm saying Fuck you mean. Fuck you mean. Fuck you mean. I don't know why I said that three times. Uh, but yeah, thanks, Josh. All right, let's get into the next letter. The next email comes from my friend, Carl, whose name I don't know if I'm saying correctly because I've never met him in real life. I only get to say his name online in my head, and I never said it out loud. So whatever. I think it's Carl. But he says... Cal, call, something. He says, call. He says, sending you an email because niggas hate emailing you. What's your favorite episode of A Different World? Hmm. Hmm. All right. Um, I don't really, nothing stands out like a, on an episode level. Like, I don't remember like one particular episode. But I can tell you, the storyline about Kinu was pretty fun because Whitley was pissed. Like, she was mad than a motherfucker that Dwayne had found somebody. You know what I'm saying? And I will say, fuck with me. Fuck with me on this. Asian and black is hands down the most attractive, beautiful mix when it comes to biracial. I don't really give a fuck if I just offended anybody, but I'm just going to say, look at all of the black, the Blasians, black Asians out there. Bad than a motherfucker, yo. A Marie. Um, it's gotta be more than A. Marie, but whatever. She's bad. <laughs> it's gotta be more than A. Marie. A. Marie, uh, Cassie, is she, she might be, I don't know. All I'm saying is that that mix through the roof. Also like the episode where, um, Dwayne broke up the wedding, like, baby, please, baby, please. That shit. I might have shed a thug tear. I might have shed a thug tear on that. Shout out to Kadeem Hardison also, by the way, who's a Tanya Morgan supporter. And I don't think I've met him in person. But I will say that he's definitely held us down a few times in public forums and shouted us out. So, hey, uh, how do you say your name, Carl? 
Kong. Kong. Can you email me the correct pronunciation of your name? Which also reminds me that my friend DJ Low Key, our tour DJ, uh, just started a label, Solution Records, to release a guy named uh, Carl Carell's single called Cheers. Now, Carl spells his name with no vowels, so it's C-R-L-C-R-R-L-L, I think, so it's in my mind. Like, I always see his name and think, (laughs) super ridiculous, but sometimes I just walk around my house saying, and crack the fuck up for, like, minutes at a time, but all jokes aside, Carl is definitely one of the most talented people I've I've heard in a while. Like I'll I'll make sure to throw throw his music in. Actually, you know what? He'll be the next commercial break. So you'll hear his song next or hear something from him next. Solution Records. Okay, let's get to the next letter. This next one I think I may keep anonymous just because of the nature. It's the it's they're asking for help or advice. So, let's get into it. Listener letter. Hey, I enjoy your podcast, and I try to listen every week, so I decided to write. So, I'm a virgin. The problem is that I'm almost 33. I'm what most people consider attractive, and I'm super chill. Maybe too much so. I think I suffer from little sister syndrome. I'm everyone's kid sis. My mom and my sister were both teen parents, so by the time I came along, my parents were pretty strict when it came to dating. I was very immature, and still really attracted to my parents still really attached to my parents through college. That almost became a whole other letter. Still really attached to my parents through college. I moved to New York after college, and I was so overwhelmed that I became a little depressed. Now that I'm in my 30s and have a handle on my life, I feel like I'm ready to seriously date. The problem is that the whole virgin thing has taken a bit of a toll on my self-esteem. I'm actually really embarrassed by it. Only my four closest friends know. They think that I'm a lesbian. They just think that I'm a lesbian and that I should just admit it. I'm not attracted to women, so I know it's not that. I feel like I'm too old to be whack in bed. I was thinking about hiring a male escort, but I chickened out. How do I get over my performance anxiety? Am I destined to be an old cat lady? I just wanted to get an objective opinion. I know I'm all over the place, so even if you don't use this, can you just email me back with the advice? Thanks. All right, so first off, you shouldn't be embarrassed by this. Don't be embarrassed about being a virgin. I mean, there's a flip. There are people who are embarrassed about the amount of men they've bed. There are people who are proud of the amount of men they bed. There are people who are proud to be a virgin. Like, you know, it's, it's all in perspective. It's in how you frame it. But I'll say don't be embarrassed by it. You're not like a circus freak or you're not like a leper. You're just a person who hasn't had sex yet. Now, is taking a virginity a deal breaker for some? Sure. Being fat is a deal breaker for some people. Being short is a deal breaker for some people. Being black or white is a deal breaker for some people. Everybody has deal breakers is what I'm saying. So if you meet a guy who doesn't want to have sex with you because you're a virgin, that's their hang up. There may be a higher percentage of people who are kind of like apprehensive to sleep with a virgin for their first time. But, you know. I don't know. I don't think that that's something to get too far in your head about, you know, because the other thing to consider is this. Casual sex is interesting. By interesting, I mean sort of whack that when I say casual sex, I mean, like when you don't get into a rhythm with your sexual partner, you know what I'm saying? Like if if you fuck somebody once or twice, 
you might hit them with the whiskey dick and be out in like two minutes or some shit. Or you might have the opposite effect and be like on some champion shit and be fucking for 45 minutes, an hour, two hours, and have the bombing shit in the world. And then the next time, like, you see what I'm saying? Like, like you, it's a mixed bag. It's a mixed bag. And if you're not having sex consistently with a person and getting to know them and they get to know you, then it becomes this thing where, you know, you have a varied... Everybody's different. And you don't want to, like, go about sex in a way where... I, don't, I won't say you don't want to, but I'll say that I don't enjoy going about sex in a way where I don't get to know my partner. I really like to know the person I'm fucking. You know what I'm saying? I like to know what they like. They should know what I like. Not do it. You know what I'm saying? Like So that if we have five minutes or five days, five hours, we can get to the business and, and please each other and fucking watch TV or something. Or I can come record, record a podcast or something. Now, finding a partner, on the other hand, that's the tricky part. And it sounds like you've been friend-zoned consistently. Like the, the, little cis, the, the little cis syndrome you talked about, that's just pretty much some friend-zoned shit. Um, now, it's hard enough to, like, meet people, like, meet friends. So, I, let alone, let alone meet, like, people you're romantically interested in. Like, you know, it's, it's just, it's tough out there. But... Uh, Maybe you'll just have to, like, go to new places, places of interest, like, whatever you're interested in, go hang out in those places. So, like, you know, if you're a comic book person, go to, look for some new comic book shops. If you're, like, a comedy person, go to some comedy shows. There are a lot of men at comedy shows. <laughs> or you can go to underground rap shows where there are literally all men, no women, are at underground rap shows. But I don't know if the male, es- so here's the thing, the male escort thing. Call me crazy. It's not the worst idea in the world. It's a bad idea. Don't get me wrong, but it's not the worst idea. I mean, a better idea would be to have those four friends that think you're a lesbian to, like, help you with your search. I'm sure they have coworkers, friends, dude friends with friends. Like, I know they know people that would be down to fuck. That's so weird to say. I don't want it to seem like I'm just telling you how to lose your virginity or coaching you through it. But I will say there's no need to have performance anxiety about something that you haven't done yet. And something that something that very well won't be good until you and the person you're having sex with are in a rhythm. But if it's just about losing your virginity in general, <sighs> niggas out there will fuck. I'll say that. But you don't want it like that. Trust me. You don't want that. You don't want that. You want somebody that's, that, you know, it's at least reputable. At least reputable. There's some scumbags out there. You know what I'm saying? Get a reputable person. And also, I don't want to diminish your depression. It's important that you deal with that. And it's important that it, you get it to a manageable place. And it sounds like it's manageable now. And if it is, congratulations. And I understand the fight. Don't let the darkness consume you. And don't let your virginity feel like it's this horrible curse. It makes you unique. You're like a unicorn. You know what I'm saying? You're a sex unicorn. And who wouldn't want to fuck a unicorn? You know what I'm saying? Not like some bestiality shit. No beast though. No beast mode. But 
Sex unicorn, get into it. All right guys, so remember when I said my friend DJ Loki started a record label? Well, the first single from that label is by a guy named Carl Carell and the song is called Cheers. It's an amazing song. If you go to djlowkey.com, you can get information about the artist, the song, and its availability. But in keeping with the theme, I think I wanna play this song for you guys. Not the whole song, but like a good half of the song to get a feel for it. This record's pretty dope, man. Check it out. Cheers by Carl Carell. abrupt but whatever we'll learn how to smooth those things out later I'm already late that doesn't mean I can just give you guys any fucking thing and you'll accept it but it does mean that it's my fucking podcast to do what I want to do with and being that it's my podcast I want to share something with you guys so I'm sure you all have heard of the nightly show with Larry Wilmore now when it was first announced, it was called The Minority Report. And my dream job was to be a writer for that show for a very small window of time. It was all I thought about. How to get on this show. I did research. I didn't ask Wyatt, which I probably could have just did, but I didn't ask him. But I researched and I rooted around and I found an email address and I was gonna like write this letter to figure out how to submit and then one day I was sitting with Jean Gray and she handed me her phone and just said here's your job and it was literally the information on how to submit to be a writer for Larry Wilmore's show it was almost as if just like I didn't even need to have to ask her for it like the universe just provided me because I wanted it that bad so the universe made a way for me to you know, submit. And I submitted. 
I mean, why not? When something like that literally falls in your lap, like she literally dropped her phone in my lap and the job was right there. I was like, oh shit, I have to do this. I'm going to get this job. Didn't get the job. Thankfully, too, kind of, because then I wouldn't be able to go on tour. But I have this troubled relationship with touring as an artist because it takes me away from all of my other livelihoods. And based on my knowledge of being a touring artist, coming home from that shit, it's like Vietnam, my nigga. You come home and the world is different and all of your flows have dried the fuck up. But that's neither here nor there now. I want to share with you guys some of the things I submitted for the Larry Wilmore show. Because I didn't know the tone of the show before. It was just kind of like, I forget what the description said and the submission thing. But, you know, I it's got a very, very, very black voice. Like an authentic black voice. And not like a, like a young black voice. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know. I didn't know what to, I didn't know. But. So I think that I had the tone a little wrong in terms of just like not putting any blackness or any like I won't say blackness any um I just kind of like I, I I get I understand why they didn't go with me and I also understand now if I wanted to resubmit how to make my pitch better but so you had to come up with some topical jokes first so I'm going to read a couple of those. We had to come up with like 20 or so. I think I submitted 18, 16. But, all right. So, one of the things I said was, and mind, mind you, this was a couple, this was like a while ago. So, these are dated topical references too. But one of the things I said was, if the author of Outbreak qualifies as an expert on Ebola, I'm surprised Fox News hasn't invited Eddie Murphy to give insight based on his film Coming to America, the tale of Prince Akeem, a.k.a. Patient Zero. Peyton Manning broke Brett Favre's NFL touchdown pass record on Sunday, and Seattle's KMO, KOMO mistakenly used a photo of Gary Payton, which proves that they all do look alike. And by they, I mean overpaid athletes. During an interview with Oprah's own network, Raven Simone shrugged off the notion of her sexual identity being labeled and went a step further by denouncing being labeled as an African-American, saying she only identifies with the American part of her heritage. In the aftermath of this controversial interview, Iggy Azalea was quoted as stating, there's an opening. Where do I apply? I really should have tried to do an Australian accent for that, but she doesn't do an Australian accent. Oh, <laughs> Apple Pay launched today for iPhone 6 users with iOS 8.1, and it's rumored to forever change the way you buy things. It also marks the beginning of feeling even more hopeless at seeing the low battery notification. The gaming world is still being rocked by Gamergate. Men and women are embroiled in heated combat online, which is ironically already an RPG called Black Twitter. See? See what I mean? Like, the, the stuff is good, but I feel like I tried to match the tone of... SNL's Weekend Update more than I did what the nightly show actually is. But, you know, you live and you learn and you write jokes and you laugh. They also had this thing where you had to write like a, a, a rant for Larry to do. I guess it's the thing that happens at the beginning of the show. And I did one about Ebola. Ebola. I want to read it. I've never read this anywhere. And reading this stuff, like, I start to see that I sent it in with mad typos and it just wasn't grammatically correct. And I blame composing this thing in Notepad. If you use Notepad on your uh, Apple machine, sometimes it changes words around and it mixes things up and gets all crazy. But 
Um, yeah, I'm going to read you my 2.5 Ebola, 2.5 minute Ebola rant. And I'm going to try to work around some of these grammatical errors that I put in there. Hey, America, you're not going to get Ebola. You're not going to get Ebola in the same way that you aren't going to get malaria or swine flu or yellow fever or even AIDS. Well, AIDS maybe, but that only depends on if you have yellow fever and don't protect yourself or are racist enough to even use the term yellow fever. But that's aside the point. I know, I know that it's incredibly hard to believe that you won't get Ebola because of the nonstop stream of top-notch misinformation in the form of talking heads and colorful ticker tape graphics, but it's true. You probably won't get Ebola. Probably? Yes, probably. But still, calm down. I mean, yes, Ebola does exist. So technically, there's a probability of it, but chances are slim to none. As a matter of fact, Nigeria just clocked in at 42 days with no new cases of Ebola, which is the standard length of time used to declare an end to a virus that has a 21-day maximum incubation period. That's essentially like holding on to a pregnancy scare after your girl has had two periods. How'd they do this? By employing a few standardized best practices, and arguably if those best practices are modeled elsewhere, there's not much to worry about. Unless you just enjoy worrying or fear-mongering as much as Joe Wilson does. In in a recent Q&A, the South Carolina congressman was asked about Ebola entering the country through the Mexican border, and he's not only concerned and not... In a recent Q&A, South Carolina congressman... See, that's what I mean. In a recent Q&A, the South Carolina congressman was asked about Ebola entering the country through the Mexican border. And he's not only concerned, but he did us one better and kept it all the way hysterical. My bad. Hypothetical. Mr. Wilson said that the Hamas terrorists could possibly infect themselves with Ebola and use it as chemical warfare against the U.S. He also feels that this can all be prevented by not only enacting a travel ban, but also sealing the southern border to prevent them and tens of thousands of children coming across with potential health issues. You can't make this stuff up. You also can't make up stuff like a Cleveland man receiving felony charges for inducing panic in a casino when he joked that he was out gambling to dodge his Ebola-stricken ex-wife. Take my wife, please jokes are an institution in America. And if you are worried about anything, it should be Ebola robbing us of Henny Youngman's catchphrase, a true cornerstone of comedy. So again, you won't get Ebola, similar to the way Darren Wilson won't get convicted. The reason being is that unlike a cop killing a black person, Ebola has come to America and threatened to kill whites as well as blacks, browns, yellows, purples, greens, oranges, pretty much everybody. Under that line of logic, Ebola in America will be a very short-lived epidemic because the only thing that's allowed to kill in America are white men. Unless it's blacks killing blacks, then it's totally okay. So, yeah, I really like that thing. Like the 2.5 mini Ebola rant. I think Ebola rant. I think that was pretty cool. I enjoyed that. Um, I'm tempted to resubmit. I'm tempted to try again. But I also know that I have a record coming out that I need to tour. So we'll see. Who knows? I just, I have fun writing it. I may, I'll write some stuff for fun. Maybe I'll go try stand-up again. Maybe I'll write stuff and take it to an open mic and do stand-up. Or maybe I'll just do stand-up here on my podcast and let you guys not laugh at it. I don't know. I don't know if it works. Like, who knows if this shit is working in front of a microphone with nobody responding. Also, who knows if I'll get in a room with a microphone in front of people and nobody will respond. Um... All right, so 
that was cool. It's pretty fun. Pretty good time. Uh, I think I'm gonna get off the microphone now and go do something else. But before I go, in keeping consistent with today's theme of playing new music, I think I'm gonna let the theme song fly. I think I'm gonna play Change My Number. Yeah, I think I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Cause you'll hear it if you come to the shows. Uh, it's in the set list that we're doing. I'm gonna play Change My Number, I'm gonna do it. It's in the set list that we're doing and you know, you have a little time to get familiar with it. Love it or hate it. Um, Yeah, that's it. And Josh, you wanna hear that radiator? Give me a second, hold up, hold up. This is how it sounds. Can you hear that? Can you hear it? It sounds like there's something stuck in there, like there's something bouncing around in there and it makes the whole radiator shake. And the one in the hallway needs to be replaced too. So sometimes mine gets to go in and that one out there gets to go in and it's just like this loud banging thing that happens for a few hours, which makes recording music hard. And it kind of just makes sanity hard. It drives me fucking crazy. Like it's, it's hissing, there's a big ass puddle of water at the bottom of it, soaking my carpet. It's kind of fucked up in here right now, G. It's kind of fucked up, but you know, it could be worse. It's, a, it's like blizzard conditions out there. It's pretty fucking cold. I could be homeless with no heat. You know, can't really complain. I cannot complain. I can, but I'm very thankful that I have the complaints that I do. Oh, uh, man. All right, I'm going to get out of here. Don't forget to send me some listener letters. BWNpodcast at gmail.com. BWN Podcast on Twitter and enjoy yourselves. Stay warm and if you're in California, stay where the fuck you're at because, hey man, you guys have got it made weather-wise. Peace. The number you have dialed what was that? Peace. I'ma get so big, gotta change my number. I'ma get so big, gotta change my number. I'ma get so big, I'ma get so big, I'ma get so big, gotta change my number. I'ma the number you've dialed has been changed by your motives. Acting brand new, I'll let them still dial the old shit. I don't even know what my area code is. Mass text the new joint to show you who my folk is. Matter of fact, I don't like talking no way, so call off on calling unless it's a holiday. And if it's a payday, don't call a nigga up coming out of your face straight to the voicemail good luck with all that hope you ain't thinking i'ma call right back you could text if you want to talk unless it's an emergency and don't leave a message i gotta call a ride private numbers get no love and if i don't recognize i ain't gonna pick up it's a whole lot of ways we can keep in touch but i'm sorry jar jacket just ain't one i tell you what i'ma get so big gotta change my number i'ma get so big gotta change my number i'ma get so big i'ma get so big i'ma get so big gotta change my number I'ma get so big, gotta change my number. I'ma get so big, gotta change my number. I'ma get so big, I'ma get so big, I'ma get so big, gotta change my number. Man, I'm trying to save my battery. I barely got bars. Man, I'm trying to save my battery. I got a job, boss. Man, I'm trying to save my battery. I barely got bars. Man, I'm trying to save my battery. I got a job, boss. Man, how they get my name and number? Hold up, stop.
Wait, I wonder was it that promoted that owed us a whole lot of dough? Hit reply y'all when it should have been personal, yo. BCC ain't the bootcamp click, and I'm not too impressed till you email with G-Chat. Stop that. Ain't much to talk about, and Skype ain't happening unless you pulling titties out. Word to Kanye, y'all wanna lose my phone. If it ain't about money, nigga, leave me alone. If it is about money and you need you alone, I repeat, nigga, leave me alone. Minutes unlimited, but time is still money. The difference is dividends going or coming. Missed call, drop call, missed y'all. Hell no, nah, midnight, good night. My phone's off and private numbers get no love. If I don't recognize, I ain't gonna pick up. It's a whole lot of ways we can keep in touch, but I'm sorry. George, I can just ain't one. I tell you what, I'ma get so big. Gotta change my number. I'ma get so big. Gotta change my number. I'ma get so big. I'ma get so big. I'ma get so big. Gotta change my number. I'ma Get so big, gotta change my number. I'ma get so big, gotta change my number. I'ma get so big, I'ma get so big, I'ma get so big, gotta change my number. Man, I'm trying to save my battery. I barely got bars. Man, I'm trying to save my battery. I got a job bars. Man, I'm trying to save my battery. I barely got bars. Man, I'm trying to save my battery. I got a job bars. Yo, that's what I forgot. Dave, I'ma check out your boy. I got your email. I'ma check him out. My bad for not responding. All right, y'all, I'm out for real this time. Peace. Say bye-bye. Bye-bye. Say the mic. Say bye-bye. Bye-bye.